what's up y'all this is Fran Lavoie and I've probably recorded this video a million times in my head and actually I recorded um, this topic on Saturday while I was on my way to a car show but there was just so much more to it that God wanted me to really just meditate on you know um, and it was just about love and loving one another and really just being in the body of Christ and how to speak to one another, how to really just engage with people in the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ that shows the working of God in you. This car is like right next to me. Trust me, I am being very careful on the road. Um, uh, I just wanted to really go through excuse me different scriptures in that previous video i just literally did a U version search if you don't know U version is the bible app um it, there, i'm sure there's plenty of other bible apps but that is a very popular one that you can get at any um google store or app store apple store but i just really wanted to go through first corinthians chapter 13 i feel like that sums everything up right but if you want to find out more about love outside of 1 Corinthians verse uh, chapter 7 uh 13, you know, that's typically it's been so cliched and used that I even see people in the world kind of use it. Um and when I say in the world, I'm not bashing or or making them seem lower, but you know, when you are transformed in Christ, um the old things have gone and behold God has made a new and even us, we fall short in that too, which is kind of like why I'm speaking about it because I feel like God's impressing me to talk about it. So here I am. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so um, I'll read it and then I'm going to just continue to talk about what he placed on my heart. So this is the NLT version and it says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others I'd only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others I would be nothing if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body I could boast about it but if I didn't love others I would have gained nothing now we're going to go into the most famously quoted. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It doesn't rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. <coughs> Excuse me. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and all special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. 
But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. These things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now, listen, I'm sure you've heard this a million times and you're like, okay, what else are you going to teach me? Well, this is kind of like my YouTube page. I share music on here and I just share my thoughts. I also have a podcast called Voice of With Friend Lavoie where I talk about various different topics. But, you know, God has been doing a transformation in my life. Um, and the great thing about being a believer in Christ rather than just not believing in Jesus is that when Jesus comes and gets you, sometimes it's circumstantial. Sometimes, well, I can't even say sometimes. Most of the time it is. Um, but uh, whenever and however he chooses to get you, it, you will never be the same. I can honestly say that I came into the knowledge of Christ as a child growing up in church and growing up being you know, in youth ministry and, you know, just all that. My mother was a preacher's daughter. My dad had gotten saved and was a deacon at his church. And we were going to a, another church. And I'd been at that church for about 13 years from seven to about 20 years old. I got involved in music and I was always bullied and I was always like ridiculed. And I always had a quirky personality. And I, I just wanted people to accept me and I started to defend my case you know like I started to you know I didn't realize and sometimes I still don't realize how much my tone goes awry and I think most people don't and those people that are watching me on this video or listening to this podcast that know me they would be like oh Francesca her tone her tone oh the way she said things the truth was was that I was angry you know, there were a lot of things that, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of traumas that I had experienced as a child, even though my parents are to this day, and I'm blessed to still have them. Um, they're, they're give you the shirt off their back. They're loving. You know, we all make mistakes. There's character flaws that parents and adults pass on down to their children that sometimes we adopt and sometimes we don't adopt and we get angry about them. And then there's adults all around you, like I just said, and there's just people, not even just adults, people in general that skew your innocence, skew your vision and then on and, and your ways. And then on top of that, the Bible says that we are all born into sin. So there are character traits that we have already developed because of the infection of sin. You know, when you think about a baby and you think about like, like a kid and you know you know we're not perfect but let's say you're raising a baby and you're not raising them to be uh, mischievous but they end up being they you tell them don't touch the toy and then they end up touching it you you know what I mean like things like that and you're just like yo hold on how did you know to do that that's because we're all born in sin and there is thorns in our side as Paul said in the book of Romans and there are things that we will always have to depend on God to you know heal us from but love absolves it you know the Bible also says that love covers a multitude of sins and because love covers a multitude of sins you know obviously this love thing is important and you know we always hear these cliche sayings that God is love God is all these things but 
if we don't really understand it for our lives, if we're not truly transformed in what the Bible talks about when it comes to love, you know, I, I think that we will always miss the mark there. Um, that's why I read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this chapter is super popular, but it's super rich. You know, it starts off basically saying that you can do all these things. You can do and, 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 and you can even be doing things for God. You could even be in the name of Jesus doing the things that you're doing. And it still will not translate to you loving. It will still translate as you know, you're being prideful about the things that you're doing. You're being boastful about the things that you're doing. Like, look at me, look at the things that I did. And God is not pleased with that. He will never look at that and be like, you know, especially if your heart is not in the position of Lord, use me and, and, and completely deny yourself. If you are in a boastful way about it, like it says, you know, and, and, and you're, you're, you're showing off in a sense, or you're, you're trying to prove something, you know, maybe you were hurt. Maybe there were things that you didn't let down and in, in prayer, you might think that you're being loving and your intention is to love. And it still will not translate that, that way. And I'm not just talking about how people see it because people and their perceptions can be way off about you and it's still not be, you know, true right like you know that is the the issue with sin you know like we can look at what a person's doing and they could be in christ and they could be truly loving you like the bible says and if your perception is off and if you are still hurt or still have things going on you'll always misinterpret what that person's doing and that's why it's so important as believers in christ to really really let god speak to us through prayer spending time in prayer spending time in the word I've been definitely guilty of perceiving things wrong. I've de definitely been guilty of being that noisy gong or clanging cymbal that it says in verse one, where, you know, <coughs> excuse me, I want to help people. I want to serve, but my attitude was in the way. My anger that was unresolved was in the way, you know, something that somebody did that hurt me like was in the way or I was trying to prove like the Bible said like I was trying to use scripture to you know to go to, to help people and be like look well I'm using what the Bible says the Bible says to love so I'm trying to love you right but deep down I'm angry with them I probably needed to take a break from them I probably needed to go into prayer and I probably would repent of things that God is showing me in my heart that it's like, no, you're not going to be loving here because you're mad at them. You need to lay down your anger. You need to lay down your upset with them before you try to love them. And underestimating just how much my feelings and emotions would play a part. And I think that that is one of the biggest mistakes that we make as believers is that we try to do things in God in love, but it's not really in God when our hearts are damaged, we're broken. You know, I think God would respect it more if we were honest, you know what I mean? And I definitely can relate. You know, I remember being in a, a recent um, relationship with a guy friend and, you know, it, it ended up just going awry because my feelings and emotions were just too much in, in the way, you know? like. He had done things that hurt me that I just never absolved. 
And it's not even just with him. There are things that people have done to me in childhood that I thought that I was over, but it was affecting how I was treating them. It was affecting, and I wasn't like necessarily treating them wrong. I was just mad. I was just disappointed. I was just angry. I was just hurt. And God was just trying to show me like, no, you need to just lay down and just repent. You need to lay down and ask, Lord, like, help me help me I am hurt you know I probably needed mental health therapy but as a result all in all I was not able to love them because I had a skewed view of what I thought loving people despite their sins meant I just thought oh well I'm just gonna do good things but the Bible wants to transform our hearts he wants us to repent he wants us to lay down our burdens so that we can get ourselves out of the way so that we can love and truly lay them down. Not just, okay, God, I'm just going to pray and you just going to fix it, Jesus. No, sometimes we need to continuously pray. We need to lay down every thought, every feeling so that love can abide in us. And so that despite what people say, despite what people do, we can love them. That there won't be any anger and malice in our tone. And if we have a fixated tone, we have a fixated speech that 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 makes people feel unloved, we're not going to be prideful and be like, well, that's just the way I talk. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes we can't, we can't, um, I'm not saying that we can't control our tongue, but sometimes we don't realize what we're doing. And that's why this chapter is so important. You know, when people hurt us, it says love is patient, love is kind. If our speech is unkind, if our speech is not happy or, and if our, you know, then our actions won't be. And we really need to check ourselves. It's not jealous, boastful, you know, it, it's, it's not, you know, when you find yourself jealous, even though people may induce that, we need to lay that down. Like, God, why am I? Like, I really feel this day. It just has a lot to do with honesty. You know, it keeps no record of wrong. I wanted to say this just because somebody, I'm not saying that you can't remember what a person does, but you're not holding it against them. What they did is what they did. And if it hurts so bad, and you have to bring it up. Let's say you have to bring it up in therapy and accountability. And you have to, you're not keeping a record of wrong by, you know, having to bring it up that way. You're keeping a record of wrong by constantly holding it, holding it over their head because you didn't, you didn't resolve it. You're not doing what you have to do to resolve the issue. You know, um, I, I think a lot of us can be guilty of that. It doesn't rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever truth truth wins out it's not irritable <laughs> i was definitely irritable over things people had done to me and i had to be honest about that you know it always protects it always you know hopes it doesn't give up and it endures you know even if the relationship changes even if friendships fall apart even if you're at odds with a person, love never stops. It never stops. And we need to just honestly repent. So even if you're prophetic, even if you are doing things in the name of Jesus, we have to be honest about the fact that 
just because we know about love, just because we know scripture, just because you could preach the good gospel all down doesn't mean that we are perfect in love. So we need to really check ourselves. You know, we won't know everything that God knows. That's why we need a savior. We because he is all knowing. And if you are a believer in Christ, you need a savior. And then it says when we come to be at his right hand, we're well, well, Jesus is at the right hand of God, but when we come to to heaven, he will, we will then be all knowing. We will then be all knowing. All right, so I'm back. So all in all, at the end of the day, when we look at the scripture, we have to realize that we're immature as Christians. I'm the first to say that, you know, because you have to look at the plank in your eye, right? And so... I had to realize that, you know, people weren't seeing the love in me because I just simply was angry and I didn't realize I wasn't because I could acknowledge my anger. I could say, you know what, I'm angry, but I'm going to sin not. So I'm going to continue to love. And my, my tone was off and I was just, you know, looking for people to vindicate me and to, you know, love on me I totally dug in my nose it's okay love on me the same way that they loved on other people in their nonsense and the thing is is that God is like yes people have more support than you do but consider that I'm taking you in a different direction where that support that those people have is because first of all they're not me so God and I have a different relationship and you don't know where their relationship lies, where people are supporting their nonsense. And I'm seeing it as nonsense. Like I'm seeing people literally be bullies to other people and people just taking it and being like, well, that's just the way that person is. Or literally people lying or literally people being a menace. And that's just the way that they are. And I used to feel like, so you can't take my tone. You know that my heart intense good so why are you making it such a big issue but the truth is is that first of all I need to stop worrying about what those people were doing and what those people thought and how those people were receiving support that I wasn't so in that way you know perhaps I was jealous that people had better support that I had and that in that way was not showing love and it also was me not focusing on God what are you doing through me how can I love people better how can I you know fix the concerns that I have in my life that other people are affected by because the reality is when people don't feel our love it could be one or two things it could be that they're not feeling love because they we're holding them accountable and they just want to stay in their sin so now they feel like oh you're not supporting me you're not loving me or it's the more true manner of you know we just talking to them crazy or we just acting up and once again it says at the beginning I could speak all the great languages I could have the gift of prophecy I could have faith that can move mountains I could be doing all these wonderful things and still not have the love of God in me because it's not producing good fruit and it's not about just how people think and how people feel but it's also God, if these people are not seeing the love of God in me, 
you need to go into prayer and wonder why. And that's not what I was doing. I was just like, man, I'm doing these things and they not seeing it and whatever. While that may be true that they may not see the love because of their skewed perceptions and their skewed ways, you know what I mean? And we all fall short of them. I just told you I had mine. Love will bear fruit. You know what I mean? Regardless of the, the, the person being so far away from God or not. It's, it's all powerful because God is an all powerful loving God. And if you're a Christian and you are struggling and people see you as unloving, it doesn't mean that God doesn't see you as unloving, but it just might mean that you need to go to him in prayer and ask him, Lord, how can I be more loving to others? Now, if they're just hating you because of your faith, if they just want to say that you're unloving and you know that you are walking in peace, you're not being disrespectful you're speaking the truth and the truth hurts the truth just gonna have to hurt and you're, you're just gonna have to trust God through that and that's something that I had to learn that my love was was very much affected by how people saw me and how people treated me despite my efforts and God is just like I see your efforts so go and sin not be angry and sin not but come to me. You know, the Bible says, come to me when you, you know, it means come to me when you're upset. Come to me when you're confused. Come to me when you feel wrong. Come to me when you don't understand. And then he will provide. And that provision could be through his word. That provision could be through his actual peace falling on you. That provision could be through someone that will come and speak to you and help you along the way. It might be people that you least expect. Trust me, God has sent people my way to speak into me. And I thought it was going to be my best friend. And it wasn't. It was just God is a God that cares for his children when he wants them to be right and do right. And sometimes in this daily walk, <laughs> I mean, he's going to show us mm -mm, you're not loving the way that you should love. Because you're, you're too worried about what others got going on. You're too worried about your perceptions. You're too worried about all these things. And right here in this chapter that I just read, it's showing you God doesn't really care about your perceptions if you don't absolve them in him, if, if you don't come to him for that. Because sometimes your perceptions can lead you to sin, which begets hate. You know what I'm saying? And jealousy and anger and malice and you know all the the evils that we find in Galatians chapter 5 and Colossians chapter 3 and and how that goes goes against the fruit of the spirit how it goes against you know just love in general so you know my my challenge to you believers in Christ and challenge to myself is to look at areas in your life where you are irritable, you are jealous, you are angry, you are, you are prideful, you're, you're thinking that you're doing all these things in the name of Jesus, and why aren't people appreciating it? Disclaimer, I'm not saying that I was worried about what people thought, more that like, like, oh, I'm needing their approval for what I'm going to do, more than I just wanted a tribe that was going to grow with me, and not make me into a villain. And I was often villainized 
in areas where I found that the areas that they needed help in, they were supported and it just felt unfair. But God was able to come to me in the midst of my circumstance and tell me, yes, it's unfair that they're receiving support in their sin and their character flaw and you're not. It seems like people are always bashing down on you, but you don't know their story. You don't know that they feel supported. It just looks like it. So focus on your plank. <laughs> Every time you have a thought like that, focus on your plank because you're going against what the Bible says in Corinthians about love. It, it keeps no record of wrong. And that way I was keeping a record of wrong. Why are they, why did that? No, because then I was angry over their record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, you know what? These are things that happen between me and this person and father. I just, that is a record you can bring to God and you can probably bring to a therapist and work on things because that's a working out of things. But if you just keep your records to be like, this person tried me and I'm just going to love them anyway, because then you're not really keeping a true record. You're, you're just upset. And that's what I'm saying. Like, those are just little examples, right? Uh, you know, personal if that. But God bless you all. I pray that this blessed you. Um, drop down in the comments on YouTube. Let me know what you think. You know, uh, what are your thoughts on 1 Corinthians chapter 13? What are your experiences when it comes to loving people? Has God ever had to convict you? Have you ever felt like you're doing all this stuff? You're saying all these things and you're still being called out for not loving or being mean or being whatever. And, you know, people have since apologized to me and realized that, girl, I realized you wasn't trying to hurt. I realized you weren't trying to do those things, but you needed to fix your tone. You need to fix that. And they were right. But then there's plenty of other people that I wish God would vindicate. I wish like God would be like, you know, you were wrong about Fran, but I still have to love them anyway, which means that I have to let go of my feelings in that, meaning that and when I feel them, I need to give them to the Lord. I need to give them into true accountability. You know, when people say, oh, just forget it, just give it up. It's not that easy for everybody. It's not easy for anyone. So what that means is just giving it up in prayer, giving it up in accountability so that God will daily cover you in the midst of your disappointments, in the midst of all that, so that we can make room for the greatest of all that is love. God bless you. Stream this podcast and share it with a friend at voice it exclamation mark with Fran Lavoie. And you can find me on my YouTube page as you're watching right now at Fran Lavoie. God bless you. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And have a beautiful day. Bye. <laughs>